Hi guys, welcome to Touch by Prayer. I hope you are excited because you know I get excited about prophecy. Oh heck yeah, I do. And especially in this year, the year of the mouth, we have to be so very careful about what we're saying and what we're speaking, but more importantly, being obedient to the things that God has been sharing with us and telling us to speak out loud. This is a, a time for us to be unafraid. We have to just be go boldly and to proclaim those things because God is looking for people who are speaking and saying the things on his heart. It took the prophet Elijah to actually um, decree and declare that there was going to be a drought. So Elijah was the one who had to declare it. He already heard from the father and he needed to be the mouthpiece that started it because as soon as he said it, the heavens closed up. So I'm so excited. We're going to talk about it. Last week, we had Debbie Kitterman on and we talked about prophecy and we talked about how important it is in the season of the mouth, because I believe that God is trying to get us prepared because when we start to understand the, the, the measure of authority that we can carry as his church, we can start seeing things change. In fact, right now, I think today at 11 o'clock, they actually had this big um, prayer where they were actually going against the coronavirus. I mean, come on, this is something that we should have been doing a very long time ago, but it's taken prophetic people to stand up, to speak, to not be afraid, to start to decree and declare things and let it be established. So if you guys are interested in prophecy, if you want to start learning how you can get some keys to open up some things and unlock that mouth, then you need to definitely pay attention, grab a notebook and start writing some things down. And you also need to share this with your friends. So I am super, super excited to have Prophet Madeline James on. And what was so great is in her book, Unlocking Your Prophetic Voice, she talks about keys. Oh, heck yeah, she does. And I got these keys. I got these keys actually from my friend Marie. Um, and it has been unlocking things for me because when we get things as a prophetic act, we can sometimes start to use those things and we can start to see things shift and move. So I have my keys. I have Madeline James and I am so excited to bring her on and introduce you guys. So welcome Madeline James to Touch by Prayer. Hi Madeline, thank you Hello. so much for coming on. This is such an honor. I am so excited to talk about your book and to, um, and to share the things that you've been like seeing as far as in the prophetic. There are so many things that are out there right now. And um, so I wanted to kind of for you to kind of give just a little bit of a, a background of yourself and just kind of introduce my audience, if you wouldn't mind. Hello. Yes, uh, I live in Lexington, Kentucky. Um, I'm married. I have two uh, little girls. Been married for almost 13 years. Um, I've been in ministry for the last, um, you know, six or seven years. And, um, you know, my heart is to raise up and to train those um, to walk in destiny and, and to, to go in their calling. And um, I have a, a blog that I write, Nobby's Pen, um, where I share prophetically dreams and, and revelations and um, the things that God puts on my heart. And so we're in um, exciting times. So I'm excited um, to be with you guys and to share um, with what the Lord's doing. So. 
absolutely. Okay, so we are in the mouth uh, in the in the year, excuse me, of the mouth or pay, right? Yes. And yes. so you know, and if you know me, which all my viewers, you know, I got a mouth. I I never run out of things to say. <laughs> <laughs> and God has learned how to temper that because there is a time to speak and there's a time to listen. And then there is a time to sit on, on something. And I think that um, this is, I, I've actually heard that, that this season, that this year, that it says that it's either speak up or zip up. It's like you, we have to be so careful because our words you know, the weighing of our words, what can be released and what can't be released. So, right. so what are some of the things that the father has kind of put on your heart about the, um, the year of pay? Am I saying that right? Yes, I okay. believe so. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, it's funny when I was writing my book, um, I wrote it um, mostly last year, but I didn't get it finished till a bit ago, but I didn't realize that we were heading into the year of pay and probably till about like December or um, November. And I was like, Oh my gosh, Lord, you're so smart. <laughs> Holy spirit. Um, but I really believe, um, you know, there's power, you know, we're going to really see the resurgence of the power of the decree and declare. And really, you know, I had, I talk about in the book, um, I had an encounter with the Lord a couple of years ago when I was waking up um, in the middle of the night and I heard uh, the audible voice of God say, that um, I'm returning the prophetic edge to my church. I'm returning the prophetic edge, um, you know, to my church. And I feel like, um, you know, in this season, it's time for the, for the body to rise up and to be a voice and, and to speak and to declare. Um, but like you were saying, you know, it's, we have to be careful what we're saying because not that, you know, our words don't have weight, but really in this seat, there's a special grace, you know, in this decade. Um, you know, we're really going to see the fruit, um, you know, of what we're saying in that. And so along with that, I know a lot of prophetic voices have been speaking about breakthrough. And so I believe that we're in a great season of breakthrough. I had a dream um, a couple uh, weeks ago, maybe about a month and a half ago. We're in this dream. Um, you know, I was pregnant. I had this white um, dress on. I believe this represented the church. And, uh, but I didn't know I was pregnant and those around me didn't as well. And so I lifted up this veil and, and I was pregnant and uh, the people began to say, oh, wow, like, I didn't know that you were pregnant. You know, how did this happen? And, and there was celebration. And then in the next scene, um, I was holding this baby and everybody was just in, in amazement. It was such a, like a fear of the Lord that was released. And I feel like, you know, for many of you have been in this season, you feel like you've been pregnant and. And maybe you feel like you don't have anything um, to show for, but you've been pressing and you've been pushing. And all this warfare has been about, you know, what you're carrying. And then in the next scene, you know, I'm, I'm holding this baby and I begin to prophesy. You know, I begin to say that this was um, the baby that was prophesied, you know, over. This was um, the promise that was prophesied over. And so I, I just really feel like the Lord wants to encourage his people that, um, you know, the promises of God are coming to, you know, to pass, you know, this has been a great season of warfare. And also, you know, in this breakthrough, it is um, the decade of the mouth, but also vision, you know, the 2020 vision and, um, you know, seeing, you know, and declaring that and, uh, you know, the war has been about um, the vision for your life. You know, it's been about for the next, you know, 10 to 15 years, you know, what God wants to do in your life. And so, 
I just want to encourage you guys tonight and, and just prophesy over you as well that, um, you know, that God's promises are, are yes and amen over your life and that you're going to begin to see, um, you know, an acceleration. You're going to begin to see, um, you know, those things come to pass in your life and you're going to be able to, um, you know, tell people and you're going to be able to testify and say, this was the promise. This is what God spoke of my life, whether it was 10 years ago, 15 25, you know, two months ago. Absolutely. And, you know, that's one of the things that we as um, we have to go back like the Lord. I don't know if he's been having you uh, do this too, Madeline, but he's been having me go back and pull back up old prophecies. And he's just and I've been listening to them because you can see what has happened, what is coming and what is to come. But, and, and based on like, because some of the words that were given were like, yeah, I don't know if that's ever going to happen, but <laughs> guess what? You know, God has a way. And he, I, I just had this encounter a couple of weeks ago. And I think I shared this with you. Um, but, uh, he, I heard that the Lord said to me, he said, I am coming like a freight train. He goes, I am coming like a freight train and you cannot stop what I'm about to do. And then I, I started to hear him saying, I'm coming. Coming, 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 coming. Mm-hmm. I sound like a like a train, and it was picking up speed. Mm-hmm. And so, and I can already see. I I can see it through my life. I can see it through some other people's lives that mm-hmm. it is happening. It is shifting. I think it was. Um, I I shared this with Debbie Kitterman, and we were talking about when she was on, and Debbie actually wrote the foreword to your book. Yes. So we we both love Debbie. Debbie. Yeah, Debbie. <laughs> and um, and so. There is something that God is doing because I believe it's like getting everything prepared. And I think that's why this this book that you wrote is Unlocking Your Prophetic Voice is so important because just like you and I were talking because we had you scheduled earlier and because of um, some some, uh, conflict in scheduling, I asked if you could come on. And it's such a God thing where... Last week was Debbie Kitterman, and now this week is you. So we're still in that same vein because I think that this is a topic that he really is kind of hitting hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, you know, it's not just for, um, you know, just the prophets to release, but really, you know, it's about the whole body being equipped because each of us, you know, uh, we each have a prophetic voice, right? And Mm -hmm. as prophets, we're called to equip the body for the work of ministry, but it's really, um, you know, finding and developing your voice. And, and my heart kind of behind, um, you know, writing the book is, you know, there's a lot of people speaking. There's social media, which is it's, it's an amazing tool and can be interesting, you know, sometimes. But, um, you know, there's a lot of people speaking, but there's a lot of noise. There's even a lot of confusion. But it's kind of like, you know, what are people even really saying? You know, there's not a true, um, you know, clarity to what God is, you know, this camp says this over here and this camp says this over here, you know, but what is, what is God truly saying? And so my heart in writing this book was really, truly um, to help unlock people to find out, you know, what their voice is. And, you know, we all have um, a purpose to release God's heart, his will, his mind, you know, his um, emotion. But even um, in that, you know, we each have a specific uh, purpose behind our voice and um, it's just my heart to encourage people that um, it's not just for the person, you know, with the microphone or, or on the camera, 
Um, but God wants to uh, empower you. He wants to, um, you know, encourage you to release uh, what he has put in your heart, whether that's with your family or in a school setting, you know, if it's in the business setting, if it's in the church or entertainment, um, that God has, um, you know, a plan, you know, for your voice. Absolutely. And that's one of the things that I loved about it because mm-hmm. there were, and I don't want to talk, I don't want to give away the book <laughs> because, you know, you got to get the book. But what there are, there are certain topics that I do want to talk about. And number, number one, which this, I sat in this for a while and I was sharing this with you that, mm-hmm. um, that your voice print is, your voice is like a fingerprint. Right. That there is no other voice, thank goodness, like like mine, right? Yeah. Yeah. There is no other voice that sounds like me. There is no other voice that that is yeah. has the same expressions or the same, um, you know, patterns. I would say, yeah. like it's very yeah. very distinct. However, yeah. one of the things that you talked about is that there, because of social media, we think yeah. that we have to mimic other people's voice and God is really looking for the authentic. So can you talk a little bit about like the revelation that God gave you? Because I think that Mm -hmm. the fact that we have our voices are like a fingerprint. I thought that was just such, Mm -hmm. that was such insight and that was just brilliant. Yeah. And you know, um, you know, your voice can unlock things. I mean, we all have authority, you know, God has given us, but your voice can unlock things that my voice can't because it wasn't because, you know, there's voice recognition, you know, in, in the realm of the spirit. And so, and that comes when you, you start stepping into um, identity, but just like I had that encounter where I said, I'm returning my prophetic or I'm returning the prophetic edge to the body. Um, you know, a lot of times we, we don't have much of an edge, you know, in the body, so to speak, because we're all trying to be the same. And so to carry that prophetic edge, you know, we have to be authentic, like you, like you said, and we have to be our unique self and we have to not be afraid to, to stand out. Because we're called to stand out. We're called to be a sign, you know, and a wonder. And so social media, in a way, you know, it's good and, and has its challenges, but um, has caused us to try, you know, comp- you know, compete with one another and to try and sound the same or to have, you know, the same platform or same this. But we're not all called to be on social media. You know, some are called to be uh, in government. <laughs> can, we, can we just stop on that just for one second? Can we just go back to that? That we're not, not everybody is called to social media. Right. And I was telling you earlier too, you know, it's, this is kind of funny, but even as prophets, you know, really, um, we're not all called to be out, you know, in the front, we're not all called to have a microphone, you know, 90% of our ministry should be in the presence of God before the Lord. Heck yeah. So, but this is an amazing, you know, tool as well, but not everybody's called to be a voice. And so I think we just need to learn to find our lane, you know, to see what we're, you know, find out who we are. Because a lot of times, you know, and, I, and I've struggled with, and I think, you know, part of, um, you know, in this book, I share my testimony, where I, um, I didn't really know who I was, I didn't know, you know, I had a voice, or I was intimidated. And I remember uh, my apostle, you know, been raising me up, and he's super charismatic, yell, scream, you know, preach real hard. And here's me (laughs) quiet. But, you know, he said something that really, you know, set me free. He said, I don't want you to sound like me. Mm -hmm. I want you to be you. And you are, um, you know, the most anointed when you are yourself. That's when the anointing component, you know, it set me free. And and God works in the way that he does through me. You know, I have the DNA. I have some mannerisms of my apostle, but, um, 
but you know, I'm just okay being me. And I had to learn, you know, how to be that way and God operate. And so you have to learn how to be comfortable in your own skin with the way that God uses you. Well, you know, I just want to talk about, you know, mm-hmm. one of the things that God really kind of talked to me about an apostle is an apostle mm-hmm. is basically a mother or a father who's helping right. to groom. So, you know, we sound like our parents sometimes. So right. we can sound like if we have a, a female yeah. apostle in our life, we might start picking mm-hmm. up mannerisms or sayings that she right. says, or same with if we have a father, we're going right. to pick up those same, those same things. There is a right. difference if you sound like right. who's raising you because right. my daughter has some of my mannerisms, which she denies, but she does have them. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's when somebody is out and out trying to mimic you because right. they want to be you. Right. That's, that's, really, that's dangerous. That's dangerous territory mm-hmm. because God does not, you know, if he wanted just vanilla, he would just make vanilla. But, you know, thank goodness for people who like to experiment like, you know, Ben and Jerry and they make fish food. So, you know, I'm just saying. And then they're, you know, chunky monkey. You know, there's all these different types of ice creams because that people have a very uh, distinct palate and they want to have things that um, that taste a little different. Right. You know, I've taken some things from him and, you know, Jennifer Evas has been a mentor and so, you know, takes things from her and, you know, things from from what I read. But, you know, the thing is, too, um, you know, they have different platforms. So if I I try to be my apostle or, you know, or or Jen, you know, I I put myself in a platform in a warfare I'm not ready to do. You know, people see um, even me, you know, they've tried to come out and do me and they, they don't last just because there's a warfare that comes and there's a process, you know, God has to process your voice. And we all have different, um, you know, spheres of influence um, that, you know, you're called to a different sphere than I am. And so-and-so is called to a different sphere, you know, and so it's just learning to be comfortable. We're not all called to reach everybody. And well, and, and go ahead. No, go ahead. I would say sometimes it's just your family. Sometimes it's just the school building that you were in. Sometimes it's going to be crusades, you know, whatever. You just have to know. I think, you know, the issue is people just don't know what God's called them to do. They don't well, know what God, you know, says about them or feels. Well, and I think that you really talked about that in your book because you mm-hmm. you really hit hard identity, yeah. which is something because, and you talked about the orphan spirit. I was like, come yeah. on, talk about that. <laughs> be, now, you know, if you don't understand the orphan spirit, it's mm-hmm. um, it could sound like, well, I have parents, so I can't possibly be an orphan, but it's mm-hmm. really a mentality. It's a mentality. Right that you don't, you're not wanted, that you don't fit, that, that you're always going to be excluded or that you're not good enough. And so what you do is you kind of fight for your right to be seen. You fight for everything that you have because you're like, well, God's never going to recognize me. So I'm going to push myself out there. And that's where you can run into some danger. Yeah, for sure. I think that's something I kind of see rising in the body again. Um, just with social media and just for this plug of, you know, you know, I, I love fivefold and, and I'm all about honoring, you know, titles and all that, you know, but it's, you know, it's, um, that's right, Debbie, stay in your lane. That's it. Um, you know, just, it's just knowing who you are. And, and it's funny, you know, promotion has a way of revealing the hearts around you. And so, you know, people either can cheer you on or people get jealous because they have to make a decision, you know, oh, I see God doing, you know, what am I going to do? You know, but you know that that orphan spirit is really living at a place of, of rejection 
Because, you know, God said, right, that we have been brought into sonship, that we've been brought into a place of, you know, of adoption. And really the orphan spirit is, is performance oriented. We feel like um, we have to, you know, the straight A, the perfectionism, all that. We have to do all this stuff to get attention or, or if we get corrected, you know, God doesn't love me or, or this person didn't say hi to me, you know, just that place of rejection and that we have to earn our self-worth or that we have to put on a certain persona, like we have to, you know, have it all together. And, and that's not God's heart. Nope. Well, look mm -hmm. at Cain and Abel. Right. I mean, if you really mm -hmm. want to talk about it, that's, that's where the orphan spirit came. Right there. From the beginning. From the beginning. From the beginning. From the beginning. He killed the prophet. He killed the prophet. He sure did. You know, and it wasn't because his offering wasn't right. as good, but it was because of his intention behind his heart. Yeah, that's it. The heart. And mm -hmm. so, you know, we, that's why I love what you were writing about with identity, because we are mm -hmm. going to get our identity from spending time with Papa. We're going to get our identity mm -hmm. for in the secret place. That's where you get your identity. Because let me tell you, there was a whole bunch of stuff that God had to unpack in me, man. He had to change my clothes, change my diapers. He had to wash me up, scrub me down in order to show me who I really was. Because I had all these false ideas. I had these, yeah. these false mm -hmm. expectations. And mm -hmm. so until all that stuff was scattered and taken, right. taken into the garbage, you know, yeah. I couldn't really be who I've been called to be. And, you know... Right. That's, you know, it's funny because like when, when you truly know who you are, when somebody disagrees with what you're doing, but you know right. that you're doing what you're supposed to do, you right. don't try to defend it. That's you, it. Ju you just go, oh, mm -hmm. well, okay. Then go yeah. watch something else. Don't watch me then. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You have to, um, you know, like learn to be secure in God's love, right? Mm -hmm. To be that Ephesians 3, you know, be rooted and grounded and who you are. And I had to learn it because I wasn't, you know, I needed, I needed a revelation of God's love and that my work, you know, growing up, I struggled with perfectionism. I was a straight A student, you know, student athlete, all that good stuff. But, um, but I didn't know the love of God. Yes. You know, I felt rejected. You know, it was a stronghold, you know, in my life. And so when you encounter the love of God, you don't, you know, you stop trying to prove yourself. You stop trying to earn God's love. And so even, um, I think in this book and also my other, my prophetic protocol book, I also talk about you have to be careful not just to prophesy, just to prophesy. You know, what is the purpose of prophesying? You know, this is for everybody, heart check, you know. Why, do, why did I need to put that post? Let, let's you know, let's just talk about that, that key. Out? Let's just talk about that key for a little bit. Let's not prophesy just to prophesy. I, I'd love right. to sit on this just for a second because, yeah, sure. well, there's a reason. Because um, how many times have you gotten a prophetic word for something, but somebody already has released it? They've already released it. Are you comfortable enough sitting there because it's already been released? Or do you have to just say, yes, God told me the same thing? You know, I mean, like yeah. there are people sometimes who will take the floor to just reiterate what everybody else has said, and they've said right. nothing. And I right. think that that's one of the things where it's like, Oh, come on. You just wasted some time. We, we got stuff to do. Come on. <laughs> you know, I was talking to, um, you know, I, I, I mentor, I raise up some people and stuff. And I was talking to him about really, you know, the true test of a prophet is not what you can prophesy, but it's, can you hold your word? Boom. And there was some Atlanta Vosser was talking about this too. And I forget the guy that she had on, but I was like, wow, that's something, um, you know, I feel like God is saying to, you know, 
real maturity is, you know, can you hold the word or, you know, can you submit it to somebody? And, and what if they release it? You know, what if they have a greater sphere of influence? You know, I, you know, I, I'm a submitted person. I submit my stuff to, you know, my leaders and stuff. And, and what if, you know, my apostle, he has a greater reach. Am I okay with that? Right. Because, I, you know, I remember um, he had a, an article in Charisma a couple of years ago mm-hmm. about spiritual warfare, and I had partnered with him on it, and it got published, and he immediately texted, oh, I'm so sorry that, I'm like, no, it's so, you know, I had a choice. Like, ah, they didn't put my name, you know, on the article, um, you know, and, <laughs> but I was like, you know, that's okay, and the Lord just yeah. said, you know, that's, that's where you're going, but mm-hmm. I had a choice in that moment. I said, oh, it's okay, Apostle, don't worry about it. It's all, it's all good. Well, and yeah. that's the whole thing. If you're, if you're thinking, mm-hmm. or if you are kingdom, then right. you're not me dumb. That's right. Amen. You know, that's where it kind of, that's where the rubber meets the road. Right. Like if your name is not up in lights, are you okay? Right. And that's, mm-hmm. that's a really, especially with the way that Facebook is and social media mm-hmm. there. Are, and I'm not, okay. I'm just going to, to say this in love. This is not a judgment against people because there are people who the Lord has seriously said, I want you to share this as an encouragement. Like if somebody got healed or if somebody got set free. Mm -hmm. However, there are some who do put stuff out there and it's not about kingdom, but it's about me dumb. And you can start to see the shift. And that's one of the things that I think grieves the Holy Spirit, because that was never that person's to boast about in the first place. That was what the Holy Spirit did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I think that that's a whole nother sermon. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I love social media. I feel like, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm, you know, God has mantled me, which is funny. I've never um, had a desire to do this. You know, for me, I, you know, I'd rather be in the back, but you know, Mm -hmm. God has called me to be in the front um, but God, he's wanting to deal with pride. You know, there's a real pride and humility right now. And even um, God just really exposing that, you know, because he wants to expose our heart to see. He wants, uh, you know, to be pure voices, you know, pure prophetic things, you know, pure ministries. You know, what, um, you know, it talks about, um, you know, in the Gospels about how Paul say, you know, I'm the master builder. But there comes a time when the testing comes, when the fire comes and, and will your materials last? I'm paraphrasing. But what, what is um, the platform that you're building? You know, what is it made out of? Is it mm. made out of man-made materials or is it made from heavenly substance? And that's what's going to last. Oh, come on. You got to you know, let God build you because then, then when you allow God to build you and, and to build the platform and to open the doors, then nobody can take that away from you. you I had to worry about promoting. So. That's it. I had a vision. It was in, I think, 2018. And I saw these like stages and I could mm-hmm. see where the braces were holding up like the pieces of wood. And I saw the yeah. Lord's hand and he had Thor's hammer. That's what I, that's what it looked like. And he went, yeah. bam. And he hit those braces, man. And that thing came down and he said, mm-hmm. unless I built it, it will not stand. Mm-hmm. I went, oh, oh. Yeah. You know, and I, I believe that if we, if we can take a step back and if we can say, okay, Lord, what do you want me to do? Because think about it, Madeline, like, Mm -hmm. are you going to stop sharing your dreams? Are you going to stop giving prophetic words? If if you didn't have a platform, would that stop you from doing what you do? Heck no. I can tell you that right now. I can tell you that. I can tell you that right now. So 
you wouldn't stop doing what you do, whether right. you're seen or not seen. Mm -hmm. But but that's the whole thing. You know, we have to understand, are we going to do ministry or are we going to become ministry? There's a right. big difference. Because really our life is our platform. Our Heck ministry, yeah. You know, it's more, uh, that's right, uh, pure hand, clean, you know, pure heart, clean hands. And you and talk about really, that. Yeah, and that's uh, really something, and not to be like gloom and doom, but the Lord, you know, there's an exposure coming to the body of Christ. And you're going to be surprised at some of our favorite preachers and ministers. And it's not, you know, just, it's not, but God's cleaning house because he wants a pure, pure bride, a pure remnant and, um, you know, pure voices to come. And, and if you want to grow in the realm of the spirit, if you want to grow in, in revelation and wisdom, that's the way that's because there's a protocol in the realm of the spirit to access those things. So, you know, clean hands, pure heart, you know, you, you don't give your, your words to, you know, to your life, to works that um, are not of God. And so those are those three things that talks about in that scripture to ascend. Um, Cause you don't want to stay just on the outer courts. You want to come into the inner court, that place uh, of revelation, you know, that mountaintop, you know, where Moses was with the Lord and that face to face encounter, but there's a protocol. Mm. You have to, um, to have access to the realm, you know, you have to be recognized you know, you can, uh, and I kind of preach about this some, but, you know, don't, don't seek to be known by man, you know, seek to be known. And, you know, it says Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and with man, but he did that. He went to the Lord first and all that other stuff, you know, seek first the kingdom of God, all that other stuff will come, but seek to be known and having to be recognized to carry weight, you know, in the realm of the spirit. And, um, you know, I talk about too, identity in that chapter and about the sons of Sceva, you know, Paul went around casting out demons and healing. I'm like, oh, they thought it'd be a good idea. Hey, let's try to cast out this demon <laughs> from this guy. So they do it. And this demon said, I, you know, I know Jesus and I know Paul, but, but who are you? And they got the, they got the beating of their life, you know? Mm -hmm. And so you have to, I mean, we all have an authority, you know, in a sense to, to do that stuff, but for higher level stuff, you know, are you recognized? Mm. Does your, does your voice carry weight? Can you unlock that? You know, can, you know, unlock your, you know, can you unlock things in the spirit? That is so good yeah. because the scripture, mm -hmm. you know, when I started to read the Bible um, and the, the verse that really scared me the most is that many will come and say to me, my Lord, my Lord, yeah. haven't I cast out demons? Haven't I healed the sick? Haven't I, you know, raised the dead in, in, in your name. And he says, depart from me, you workers right. of iniquity, for I never knew you. And when I, when I read that, I went, oh, oh it's scary. You that's know? so scary because mm -hmm. I, and, and that's like, you know, I think that when, when you were talking about the, the fire, right. Yeah. You know, if we are not willing to go into right. that fire, into that furnace, that's mm -hmm. going to just burn off the stuff so that right. we can actually shine as his. Right. That's what's going to be a stumbling block. So it's like, right. sometimes we just have to say, okay, just, just don't yeah. let it burn too bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, the reason I wrote my other book, prophetic protocols, I saw um, just a lot, you know, even I'm, I'm a young emerging, you know, voice, but I just saw a lot of people, you know, that were up and coming with me wanting to circumvent the process of that. And so we have this thing now where we have gifting and character, 
you know, this, this, this war and, you know, character matters to God, believe it or not. Uh, yep. <laughs> and, you know, character will outweigh gifting any day. You know, God is looking for that, you know, the clean hands, the pure heart. And so um, there's been this disconnect that we've gotten uh, our, our discernment, you know, we're not discerning. We're so enamored by how well somebody can prophesy or, or word of knowledge, but yet their heart is far uh, from the Lord and their source is not pure. And so God, I really believe in this, you know, even this decade, you know, the season is really after the heart. And that's why you're going to begin to see some of these exposures. And really it's his grace. You know, he's doing it because he's tried to do it in private. And so he has to do it publicly, but it's really, it's his grace. Um, oh, that's yeah. really, you know, covering them, you know, even though we may not see it, um, you know, we've seen that, in, you know, recently with some other things, but other ministers, but um but God, he's after a heart and he wants a pure people. He, he would rather have you saved and going to heaven than for you to prophesy to thousands mm -hmm. and you'd be far from him. Yeah. Know? But al also if you have a mixture, you know, right. it's like, yes. it, it, it's the woman with divination, you know, and right. she was like, listen to these men, listen to these men. They are right. from God. And, you know, mm -hmm. Paul turns around and is like, shut up, like right. get out of her, you know, because it wasn't yeah. from God. He's yeah. like, ah, oh, you are not going to be using, you know, right. what we're doing and proclaiming what That's we're it. doing by a bad spirit. Uh-uh. Yeah. And I believe God's calling that out too. He's exposing that. And we get mixture and, and not everybody, you know, starts out false. You know, we get false because it's our heart. Our motive, you know, is not right, and and our agenda isn't isn't the Lord. We have a we have an agenda, and, mm. and we try to you know manipulate people, um, but God's coming for that too. Oh heck yeah, on spirit. So oh heck yeah, he is, and and he's doing it. And I love that's what what you said, mm -hmm. Madeline, is that you know he's doing it because he loves. Right. Because if mm -hmm. somebody is is falling into this pattern, because you said it, they didn't start yeah. out that way. But right. something shifted. If if you go back in, in the Old Testament and you read about Saul, you know, when right. the spirit of the Lord lifted off of Saul, he was looking for anything to fill that. Like, right. I mean, that's why he went to the witch because right. he, he yeah. was so afraid because when it lifted, what was he going to do? He knew. Right. He right. knew it was done. And I think right. that's some of the things that happened. So, you know, because we can hear... We can see, and God doesn't take those gifts away from us. Right. So, so now because our our antennas aren't picking up on His frequency, we start turning our antenna to pick up whatever frequency we can find. And guess right. what? There are spirits that know stuff, and so yeah. it still makes us look accurate, but right. it's not bringing the glory and the honor to Papa. It's not bringing it right. to Jesus. It's not. Right. It's not proclaiming Holy Spirit. You know, is in the house and right. One of the things that Lana, because you were talking about Lana Vazer, Lana Vazer just recently uh, said you need to listen to this Catherine Coleman um, videotape back from 19, I think, 74, you know, and um, because there's something about what she says and her face when she spoke about God and the Holy Spirit, her yeah. whole face her whole countenance, everything mm -hmm. about her changed when she was talking about her father, when she was talking about right. Holy Spirit, when she was talking about right. Jesus, her right. whole, everything just shifted. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that's where we're going to start to see the bright and shining ones.
right? right? You know, the, the glory care, you know, the ones that have, um, you know, the intimacy, you know, we, we, sh- we should be careful for receiving, you know, words and, and things from prophetic people where they don't have a prayer life or where they don't worship, you know, where, where, you know, what is their source, but really, you know, intimacy, that is the, the air, that is the breath, you know, for mm. us, you know his presence, um, you know, is everything. It's out of that place, you know, the prophetic words and the revelation, all that stuff, the healing, that's just fruit. Yes. From that place of intimacy. That's just the overflow. Well, and you know what, if you are with your, if you are in the secret place and you're, you know, hanging out with God, you know, if you're hanging out with Holy Spirit, if you're hanging out with Jesus, you should smell like them. Amen. I mean, seriously, like, you know, when I go and hang out with my husband, I smell like my husband. Right. Mm -hmm. And if I don't, there's a problem. Right. Amen. So that's, that's one of the things it's like, I better not smell like somebody else. I better not right. smell like somebody, you know what I mean? I better not have somebody right. else's cologne on me. I better right. smell like my husband. Right. That's that's the difference. So, right. you know, you talk about the, um, I'm going back to your book, but because, sure. but everything about this, everything that we are talking about is in your book. And I think mm-hmm. that it's, um, it's about talking about the purification of the yeah. prophetic. And I love you also talked about that there is prophecy and there is also mm-hmm. the office of a prophet. They're yeah. totally different. Mm-hmm. Just because you can prophesy does not yeah. mean that you're a prophet. And I right. think that is a, a hard concept. And truthfully, anybody who is called into the office of the prophet runs fast. Right. Quickly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. I know. I always say, you know, I always, I always get a little skeptical when somebody gets a little too excited about yeah, right. you know, being called the prophet. Because I know for me, I was like, I don't, you know, I had an encounter with the Lord and then suddenly everybody, I mean, I always knew I was prophetic, but I had an encounter uh, about seven years ago or so. And after that, literally everybody around me began to call me prophet. I'm like, I don't know about that, you know, but, um, but yeah, you know, with the prophetic, um, you know, office, you know, there, well, and the confusing thing too, is with the gift of prophecy, we should all prophesy. Paul said, you know, I, I earnestly desire that you would all prophesy and learn to work your gift. And, and I think, um, you know, we are so hungry for our prophet or the, you know, the prophetic is because we're not doing what Paul said. You know, there's a lack of prophecy. There's a lack of comfort, exhortation, you know, the strengthening, because um, that would kind of take care of that, that issue, so to speak. But, you know, um, you know, somebody that has the gift of prophecy can sometimes prophesy, you know, better in a sense than someone um, that is a prophet, because, you know, prophets aren't necessarily supposed to just um, prophesy personal words. I mean, we can and we do, but really that's kind of low level stuff. Because, you know, we're called to to govern. You know, we have, a, you know, a governing mantle and we carry, you know, authority. That's right, Debbie. And, um, you know, we're called to go into regions to open up. We're called to um, to train people. We're called to do a lot of our work. It's called, you know, in prayer that we take mm-hmm. care of, you know, a lot of a lot of business. And so um, we have to stop kind of, for lack of a better term, you know, you know, dumbing down the prophetic, you know, in prophets and allow them to break open regions to, to call forth nations, you know, to deal with government things. And of course, you know, prophesy, you know, as the Lord leads, but just there's more to the prophetic office than just 
the personal words. Absolutely. And mm -hmm. if you really, if you look at what you said, and I think that's mm -hmm. so important, is that 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 office of a prophet is intercessor, mm -hmm. right. is is on their knees, is on their right. face, is praying and crying out and asking mm -hmm. because look, look at, oh, it's so good. Look at what Elijah did, right? right. He said, go and look for the cloud. He told right. his servant, go look for the cloud. And what did he do? Mm -hmm. He got on his face and he prayed. Right. And then he said, okay, go look again. Nothing. Got back down on his face and right. prayed again. That's mm -hmm. what he did. He didn't start saying, well, I think that the, pro the cloud is coming. And it's, you know, he didn't do that. He got he on his did. face yeah. and prayed. Right. Because right. that's what shifts and moves the things as we, as we pray. Right. And the other thing, and I, which brings me right into this, because this was one of my mm -hmm. favorite parts of your book, was mm -hmm. the importance of speaking in tongues. Yeah. Yeah. Even I had it twice in my book. I said, mm -hmm. Lord, should I, should I repeat myself? Yes, you should. Because I was like, oh, she brought it back. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you know, um, you know, there's still Pentecost. Yeah. You know, it, it didn't stop, you know, in, in Acts. And, um, you know, there needs to be a resurgence of that, you know, personally, that, you know, as a body. And Father, really, you know, Holy we need the Holy Spirit because Holy Spirit isn't just an it or, or, or a thing, you know, it's a person. Mm -hmm. And so when Holy Spirit comes on the inside of you, you know, Holy Spirit empowers it, you know, you will receive power. And we need that power because without Holy Spirit, we don't have power. You know, we can't uh, go to nations. We can't, you know, prophesy um, without power. And then also Holy Spirit, you know, activates um, our voice. You know, I talk about, you know, if you think about it, you know, Jesus was doing, you know, most of the miracles and the healings. The disciples followed him, but we don't really hear them speaking a whole lot. But it wasn't until after when they got the infilling of the Holy Spirit that they had a voice and that they were recognized in the realm of the spirit, you know, in their region. And so we need Holy Spirit um, to activate us and to carry that power. And, yeah. you know, we need Holy Spirit, you know, we need to, to grow. You know, I encourage you to, you know, begin to pray 30 minutes, you know, praying the spirit. And because you need to, because when you pray in the spirit, you're praying, you know, the mysteries of God. You're praying, you know, sometimes you're praying out, you um, you know, a prayer need, you know, two weeks down the road, a year down the road, you know, you're praying it out in the spirit already, or, you know, and then you're also growing your capacity, you know, your spirit, man. So when you begin to pray, you know, pray, start out half hour or 20 minutes and begin, you know, go an hour, go a couple hours, you know, just begin to, to push yourself. And that's the, you know, when, when Jesus talked to the woman at the well, he says, I mm -hmm. have water, which will never, you will never thirst again. The right. living water that is inside of us, you know, when, when Jesus went to the cross and when Pentecost came and we were able, because of his sacrifice, we were now capable of carrying the spirit of God, because in the old Testament, the spirit of the Lord was upon them, right. but now the spirit of the Lord is inside us. He lives inside right. us. Amen. which is crazy. So right. when you start to think about it, John Paul Jackson did a teaching and when he explained it this way, I was like, Oh, okay, cool. So mm -hmm. he said that it's a muscle. He said mm -hmm. that our spirit man is probably like that big. He says, yeah. but when you pray in the spirit, it, it, it makes mm -hmm. it bigger. So bigger spirit, yes. man, bigger, Holy spirit. And so where it says when, you know, less of me, more of you, 
You want your whole being to be Holy Spirit so that we can push down so that he can pull up. And the other thing, and I think you kind of talked about it, is that when you pray in the Holy Spirit, you're opening up realms. Right. Yeah. Because, you know, really, um, you know, people are, you know, we are, you're a realm. I'm a realm. You know, we, Mm -hmm. we carry heaven. And so we're also doors and gates, you know, our connections. And so when we begin to pray in the spirit, you know, things are shut up, but we know over you begin to pray and you begin to direct traffic, you know, so to speak in, in, in the realm of the spirit. And so Opening keys. And, using the right. keys. And so Holy Spirit is so important. Um, mm-hmm. Something that's not talked about enough, but we need to um, talk about it more because we need Holy Spirit. And, uh, you know, we need that divine assistance. You know, it talks about Romans, you know, even when you don't know what to pray, Holy Spirit prays for you, you know, those groans with those utterances, you know, that birthing. And some of you just need to begin to just let that out and begin to birth. Because sometimes, you know, you get stopped up, you know, so to speak, in the spirit. And so you just need to begin to pray in the spirit and you'll begin to see, um, you know, those things come forth quicker, you know, in your life. And, you know, let, let's just talk about that for a second. But when, when I understood that verse, I was like, oh, oh, it must be when I cry. Yeah, no. <laughs> when, 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 you, when you are Holy groaning, <laughs> oh, and Holy Spirit takes over and you're about to give birth, it is yeah. like giving birth. So if you've yeah. had a baby and you start groaning and panting and acting like, oh my gosh, I think I'm having another child. Yeah that's what he's talking about because there are things that God, you know, our our mouth is like seeds, you know, as we, our words, as we start walking, we're like, we're like kind of Johnny Appleseed. And, and actually the Lord started showing me like watermelon seeds. And if you ever saw like a watermelon seed spitting contest, that's what I saw. And so I saw people walking and as they were talking, they were spitting out seeds. And I just kept seeing these seeds coming out of their mouth in this vision. And then I saw some other seeds coming out of this side. And the Lord was saying that, that out of your mouth, you have the blessings and the cursings. And he says, and seeds are dropping on either one. And he says, but it's the ones that you water. It's the one that you believe in that you're going to start to get. That's what's going to start to grow and and bloom. But how do we, how do we mature them? How do we grow into them by praying in the spirit? It's by speaking out the things that God Mm -hmm. is saying and declaring and decreeing in the spirit, because we don't know what we're talking about when we pray in the spirit. And that I believe is why so many people Mm -hmm. have a problem with it. Yeah, they you know, don't we, you know, yeah, when you pray in the spirit, you know, you're praying the perfect will of God. Yeah. And also, too, you know, you can, you know, stretch yourself and begin to ask, you know, because there'll be times where I'll begin to get interpretation of what I'm praying. And so you can begin to grow that gift, you know, in your life. So you're not, you know, just praying blind, but just, you know, ask Holy Spirit, you know, what am I really praying? Or even when other people are praying in the spirit, you know, at church, I can begin to catch a little bit, you know, you know, of what they're saying, um, you know, sometimes you're saying about, you know, about the seeds um, and really, you know, our, our words are containers. And so we, you know, I talked about this in the beginning about how we have the DNA of God, you know, we are, um, we, you know, we're made in his image. And so we have um, the DNA, you know, creation. And so when we speak out, you know, we're creating the world around us. And so if you don't like, uh, you know, what's going on around you, begin to prophesy different because, right, there's power of life and death in our words. And so we're creating the world around us by what we're speaking, kind of just like another side to what you're saying, because we are our own prophet, you know, mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. are the best prophet in our life. And so, you know, we have what we say, you know, because there's a principle of that. 
you know, the fruit of what we say. And so if you don't like what's going on in your life, you know, begin to prophesy what God said. Yeah, different. You start prophesying. <laughs> and the other thing too is that sometimes when we pray in the spirit, sometimes, you know, Paul says that sometimes we pray to, we are speaking to men and sometimes we are speaking to angels. Yeah. Which brings me into another part of your book. I'm sorry. I was like, we'll just move into there because I do want to talk about that because it's, there are, are yeah. so many people who have a hard time with um, angels. Well, yeah. we're not pray to angels. I don't pray to angels. Uh -huh. I don't. Yeah. But when angels do come, they are here to assist us that right. they're here to do something. And in fact, my daughter's not here, but guess what she saw last night? An angel. angel. Did. That's I'm awesome. Like, Yes. Yeah. You know, yeah. honestly, I didn't really start seeing them until probably when I had my encounter a little bit after it's like my eyes got opened up. Um, I remember I was uh, sleeping in my bed and I got woken up in the middle of the night. It was kind of like that in between sleep. And I thought my husband was, you know, it's like somebody was staring at you. I thought my husband was staring at me, but I woke up and I sat up and I saw this figure at the end of my bed, all white, you know, like glowing. I was like, oh, it was just you. <laughs> I went right back to sleep. <laughs> but I've had, you know, many encounters, um, you know, with the angelic and sometimes, you know, the feathers and all that, but we don't seek out for that. But yeah, you know, they, um, you know, and even in writing this book, I had so much warfare. I was telling you, like, I wanted to like check it out the window, just forget God. And, and I remember um, I started to kind of get back you know, on track with it. And I, I was working, I was in November, I was working out and suddenly I saw this angel out of the corner of my eye and I felt something drop in my spirit. And it was like that download and suddenly I was able to begin, like this anointing came on me and I began to write, you know, just that angelic assistance where I was, you know, hitting that block. And so, but also too, you know, the, the angelic responds to the word of the Lord. And so we don't, you know, we can quote, you know, scripture, but really when we're speaking his word, you know, they respond to it. Mm -hmm. Or even, you know, asking the Lord, you know, Lord, you know, I ask you to send your angels to this, you know, Lord, they hearken to your voice. And so just begin to release the word of God. And they love, you know, even your voice too, they help um, announce your voice in the spirit. And so they begin to take your words in. And usually when you begin to grow, you know, influence because, you know, the angelic is assisting your voice in the realm of the spirit and, and helping you know, your voice to go further than what it could, you know, in past seasons. Absolutely. And, you know, sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, when what you talked about is that, you know, the angels will come and you can actually say, why are you here? Right. What mm -hmm. is what is your purpose? And they, you know, or what is your name? Mm -hmm. And usually their right. their function. Right. So exactly. like I, I've had different angels that have shown up and they've, you know, I've had breakthrough and I've had justice and, right. you know, and some angels are, scare me. I'm just yeah. Honest. Because and it's not that I physically see them, but yeah. in spirit and in discernment, I right. know that they're there. I can tell the the height, and it's mm -hmm. it's very interesting because the first angel I didn't see, but I heard, and I That's shook mm -hmm. because yeah. he was standing at my bed and he proclaimed something over me, and it was so loud, yeah. and I called a friend. Because this is when I was just first, like, I didn't even know, I didn't know anything. I didn't know about prophecy. Yeah. I didn't know about angel. I knew nothing. And, yeah. um, and he showed up and when he spoke, it was so loud and I shook. I was so scared. 
because mm -hmm. it was such a booming voice. And I said to my husband, did you hear that? He said, hear what? Oh, I'm like, great. I'm right. going nuts. <laughs> you know? right. But, but, but the angels will come and they will confirm sometimes right. you're calling and sometimes they will assist. Right. And I think that as, as we start to go further, as we, mm -hmm. as we've entered into 2020, 2020 vision and all mm -hmm. of these things, and, and also the, the year of the mouth, as we start to go into this season, we are going to start to see more angels. I believe that right. somebody is actually going to catch on a Facebook, on a Facebook right. live or a video, a YouTube mm -hmm. video. They're going to catch it, an actual angel. Right. I really I mean, do people see have that. Seen, um, I mean, I've seen it in others, but people have seen it. Oh, hey, I saw an angel behind you or, mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. just the glory. You know, I've caught it, you know, in pictures and stuff. And it's really, it's a neat, you know, thing. And, uh, you know, for some of you out there, um, like, you know, you're talking about, you know, discerning of spirits. Sometimes, you know, sometimes I will see them. Sometimes I'll see them in full length. Um, sometimes I'll just see the flash. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'll kind of see like a hologram. Um, sometimes I'll feel the wind. Sometimes I'll just have a knowing. And so it's all different, you know, but push yourself. And, you know, you can ask the Lord, um, Lord, open my eye, open the eyes of my heart to see. I want to see the angelic, you know, open uh, my ears to hear, you know, um, you know, to see, because God, you know, once he doesn't want you to be in the dark, because, you know, the angels are called to assist the heirs of salvation. And also, too, you might feel fire, because, you know, they're described by wind and fire as well. And so, you know, it's not a taboo thing, even though it's been a taboo thing, you know, it's something that's supposed to be natural and normal all throughout the Bible. We see, um, you know, it's funny as I, you know, I've grown, um, you know, in the spirit and the prophetic, you know, things over the last, uh, you know, a few years or so, I was like, wow, you know, the Bible is so prophetic and there's so much in the realm of the spirit and, you know, in the angelic and, you know, God is the same yesterday, today and forever. And so that stuff didn't stop. And so I really believe, like you said, we're going to see a resurgence of that and really beginning to work with the angelic, you know, once again, because we need help. We need the assistance of heaven because um, we can't do it. Um, no, we definitely can. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really, mm -hmm. I think that as we become less afraid of the right. supernatural, I think right. that, that we're going to be able to understand things because if you right. do look at the Bible, the Bible is very supernatural. I mean, come right. on, the Red Seas are parting and then insects are coming down and the right. water is turning into blood. I mean, come on, there's a right. lot of stuff in there. So, right. you know, we will say, oh, well, you know, whatever, yeah. but, but God and Jesus did all kinds of supernatural things, multiplying right. the fishes and the loaves and bringing the fish in walking and opening, on walking on water, opening up a fish and pulling out money. Hello. How'd right. you like to have right. that bass for dinner? Like seriously, yeah, come on. you know, <laughs> let's open that puppy yeah. up and get a, a billion dollars, you know, yeah. like that's where we're, that's truly where we're heading Yes, because yeah. He, I really believe that that God is is coming to a place that after the purification comes, that right. He's going to be able to release those greater signs and wonders because right. we haven't seen the greater. Right, we have. We've only really seen just just a little bit. But God's saying, you know, you haven't seen anything yet. And you know, I really believe um, you know, this is probably like a whole other topic. But you know, I, oh, I really believe. Back. <laughs> but uh you know i really believe that god is, is gonna cause the church to really um come come face to face with raising people from the dead that we're mm. called to oh, you know, yeah. the thing in, 
and Bethel, and, you know, because uh, there's that little girl that had passed, you know, the worship yeah. leader. But there's like two other stories, you know, there's pastor, I think Berto almost died and came back. And there's another pastor. And I'm like, Lord, okay, what's going on here? There's people. And so I really believe that, you know, that's going to be the next big thing. And it's going to be nothing because, you know, as the church is going to raise up and, you know, we're called to, to raise the dead. We're called to, you know, resurrection, you know, life. And that's part of, you know, doing the greater works. Well, I, I can tell you that Roxanne Worsham mm-hmm. is on here and she, she is, you know, she prayed to raise somebody back from the dead and guess what? She did. So, she, and it Amen. was in prayer. It was in prayer, Amen. you know, awesome. and it took a while. It took sure. a while, but yeah. we're, we don't understand, like, you know how we'll get the, the, the link on Facebook, such and such is in the hospital. They're on life support, start right. praying blah, blah, blah. And everybody's on praying and praying and praying and praying and praying. What if we're raising that person back from the dead? What if that is what we're doing? Mm -hmm. And we just don't see it that way because we're so, we've been, we've been shut down in that place of belief that we could actually do that. You know, that we can actually, that we can have that kind of an encounter where somebody gets raised from the dead, you know, and Go ahead. Yeah, what David are you going to say? And, you know, David Hogan. Um, I have not personally yet, but you know, I believe I will. But I know oh, my apostle yeah. has had um, you know two stories. Um, this lady's been testifying at our church uh, about a year ago. Or so she was uh, brain dead. She was on life support now, and so he would go and he would pray and he would just declare life. And so now she she's a walking miracle. Mm-hmm. She can talk. She's got function. You know all you know everything. You know she's got her mind. Mm-hmm. All that. Well, I I mean, I Mm -hmm. can just tell you that my mother was in a house fire in 2002. Mm -hmm. And the last thing that she remembers is she saw this man coming for her on a white horse. And this is before I read the Bible. And so then, but there was something inside. I said, mommy, that was Jesus. He was coming for you. And it was so funny because (laughs) um, I, when I started to pray, the Lord immediately said to me, he said, Lisa, you can't pray for her if you have unforgiveness. And so the Lord took me step by step. I didn't know anything, seriously. Like he had me write down everything that I was upset about. I read it, I cried and I burned it. And then he walked me through. And so I would just, we would decree and declare. And I would tell the doctor, I wouldn't let anybody into her room. And the doctor said, she's not going to make it. And I said, yes, she is. Right. I said, you know, Jesus yes. said, you know, there's that story in the Bible where um, the little girl was a Jairus's daughter and Jesus only had, was it Peter and John? Peter, James, John? And, John. Peter, James yeah, and John. And so he cleared, he cleared out the room and said, nobody. And so you have to have that realm of faith. Oh, come you know, on. I forgot. You know? I, I wasn't even thinking about that until yeah. you just said that. Yeah. I and he never said, even he said wake up, that. you know. Well, and, and it was funny because he wouldn't, he told me he, like, if I was having a day that I had doubt or fear, he said, right. don't go and visit her today. Oh, and right. this is before I got filled with the Holy Spirit. And, and cause I didn't get filled with the Holy Spirit until 2009. And wow, this was in that. 2002 that mm-hmm. he walked me through it. And she did, she walked out, she was a miracle. Mm-hmm. But, Amazing. but that's, that's what I'm trying to say is that, you know, we take for, we don't take the word of God sometimes serious and we we have to understand that everything that was done there was a principle behind it right so just like you said he only brought in peter james and john and then the parents right that was it even told the parents to go out right he told he said if you don't have belief you Uh can't come 
Right. But I think mm -hmm. there. But right. but that was it. And he right. and he sent the mourners home. He told right. them go home. He right. got them. <laughs> I love Jesus. Jesus. Go on, go get him. Yes. You know. But yeah. But there was something. And, oh my gosh, I, can't, I I'm so I'm so glad that you brought that because I never yeah. never thought of that. And you know, yeah. I I just recently lost my dad. And you know that you have true kingdom friends when the right. first thing that they say is, do you want us to pray to raise him back up? Right. Amen. That's, That's what awesome. I got. I got people yeah. who are, I'm sorry. Do you want me to start yeah. praying for him to raise back up? Right. I mean, and it yeah. wasn't just one. Right. It wasn't just the one kind of crazy friend. It was a bunch yeah. of people. First thing that they asked. Do you want, and that's exactly, I had a vision that I saw these two people on the phone and they're like, hey, what's up? Oh, well, my mom died. Really? Well, I um, I have a meeting, but I can come afterwards. Really? Yeah, I should be there like around five o'clock. Well, maybe I can come early. No, no, five o'clock is good. All right, I'll see you at five. And that was it. That was, <laughs> that's what I saw. Exactly. Because it's, it's just like, well, think about it. If you're sick, right? right? What's the first right. thing that you do? You go to your husband and say, hey, I'm not feeling well. Will you please pray over me? Or I'm right, having right. issues. Will you pray over me? It's the right. first thing that we ask. Right. Or at least right. we should. Amen. At least we should. Because Amen. let me tell you something. Ain't no doctor going down my, you know, like, I. Amen. and if I do go to a doctor, I'm not saying anything bad about doctors, right. but I go Amen. to a doctor to find out what, what is wrong so that I can pray the opposite. Right. Give it a name. Absolutely. Oh. Yeah. yeah, heck yeah, because I don't know anything medical. So you tell me what it is. You tell me the problem, and I'm going to pray the solution. Amen. So, but, and that's exactly what prophecy mm -hmm. is. Right. Prophecy is praying the solution. Prophecy is pulling in to your, mm -hmm. into your right now, right. what is heaven. in the future. Yeah. I'm pulling it that's in. It. Or pulling down from heaven what is available. Right into your current situation or even i always get these words mixed up force telling the foretelling Ooh. but just even creative words you know even your because as a prophetic you know we have we're made in god's image and so we have the power to create and so you can help um you know shift somebody or create somebody's future Heck yeah the prophetic you know you can see it and then you can create you know foretell those, those words and you know and people are so afraid well i don't want to say that because what if right. I'm wrong? Okay, but what if you're right? Yeah. <laughs> but what if you're right? What if yeah. that person was waiting? And the my big thing is, okay, if, if God can use a donkey, hello. Right. <laughs> like right. he's a donkey. Right. So you know, more times than not, you're you're going to hit, you know, you're gonna be on the mark. And if you miss it, just own it. Yep. And that's it. it. It's all well, good. And that's yeah. the whole thing. It's a process, it's a training. Right. Right. right? We, we have to learn how to prophesy. We prophesy the small stuff. You know, there's right. the rules. Don't ever prophesy about somebody getting pregnant or having a baby. Right. I break all those rules. <laughs> right, right. Those rules just go right out the window. Right. It's like whatever Papa says just kind of comes out. And I always apologize right. afterwards. So don't right. say that. <laughs> Sorry. I know. Yeah. I remember, you know, I talk about this in my prophetic protocol book, but, you know, I didn't start out just doing this. You know, my my apostle was raising me up. I was in a back room in a prayer room and he, you know, what are you hearing and seeing? And it would just stay in that room for mm -hmm. like six, eight months to a year. Mm -hmm. And then I would, you know, begin to get a couple opportunities to get the mic at church and that, you know, just kind of grew from there, mm -hmm. you know? And so you got to start somewhere. 
Well, and that's the whole place. The whole thing is that if you can start in a place of um, of, of safety, if you can start in a place of um, that, that you're not going to get beaten. You know, at one point, you know, prophets, if their word was wrong, got stoned. Thank goodness. Thank but, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, thank God for grace. But but yeah. if you can find a place, you know, just mm-hmm. like one of the things I I tell people is I say, when you're going in for a cup of coffee, just ask mm-hmm. the Lord, say, Lord, is there somebody that yeah. you want to say something to? That's all mm-hmm. you have to do. And he might just give you one word. That's it. Right. One word. But right. you, you say that one word. And then if you say it in obedience, he'll give you more. He's never going to make you look right. like an idiot. I, I'm, I'm just right. being real about it. Yeah, like, you just got to step out. And I remember a couple of weeks ago, I was at um, my oldest daughter. She had some carnival event um at her school and I was like crazy wild and I kind of didn't want to be there because it was just too much going uh-huh. on but I was with my my youngest I was eating some candy and so I was up against this wall this older woman and well and a little bit before that I felt like the Lord said all right you know get yourselves together you know there's I might have a divine appointment for you so okay Lord you know help me to be sensitive um to and so I began to talk to this woman and uh, I asked her how she was doing and and um, I just felt like, you know, I had a word of knowledge. I said, you know, are you in pain by chance? She's like, oh, honey, I'm in pain all the time, you know, with my back or whatever. And I said, well, can I pray for you? And so just that instant. And, uh, she, you know, she began to feel better. And so, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be at church, you know, in the front, you know, on the platform, really. But you know, the microphone. We're called to be, yeah, the microphone, you know, we're called to be as hands and feet in the grocery store at school or, you know, your job, you know, wherever. Mm-hmm. wherever you know you have your influence that's it there's um mm-hmm. there was a plaque i got when i just first started to really read the bible and it said be the kind of person that if people don't know god but they know you they'll begin mm-hmm. to know god amen and you know there's that saying that um you know you may be the only bible somebody reads come on that's a good word. I know. And that, and that's line up, you know? Yeah. And that's one of the things that I really believe like Mm -hmm. like your book and so many other books that are coming out right now, because, because Mm -hmm. it's so important for us to, to speak with boldness and to decree and declare, because that's what, and and this is the last part, but you talked about the decreeing and declaring and the importance of that. Right. You know, that, you know, sometimes we sit there and we are begging God for something and, mm-hmm. and God's like, hello, I gave you the authority. That's why right. I went to the cross. <laughs> it's like, come right. on. You know, you know, it's this story um, in Kings, you know, you know, when the, the, the king came to Elisha and he was on his deathbed and he was worried about, I think, Aram coming to, you know, to overtake them. And so the prophet said, you know, open up the window get get your bow and get the arrows and hit the ground um was it three times or you know hit it so many times and then he only did three and the prophet got mad at him and he said well why because he because the king only had a certain you know measure of faith and really you know we are the product of the measure of our faith that might be hard to kind of to swallow but you know we're, we're getting um you know, what, what we're putting out. And so the prophet got mad at the king is you only hit it three times. Why didn't you hit it five, you know, or see, why didn't you hit it more? And so you only got partial breakthrough. You only got partial victory. And so the Lord really wants us to decree to declare until we see it come so that we can get the whole victory, the whole enchilada, you know, the whole, the whole breakthrough, you know, in our life. And really, you know, our words are like the, those arrows, right? 
And so we have to keep hitting the ground and keep hitting until we see the breakthrough, keep prophesying until it shifts because it has to bow because that's, that's the word of the Lord. Like you said, when you, you know, the word of God is living, it's active, you know, it's a, it's a person. Amen. Mm-hmm. And Amen. so you have to, you're releasing Jesus every time, you know, his word. And so it has to bow. And so I just want to encourage whoever that's for tonight, just to keep, keep prophesying, keep declaring over your situation, keep hitting the ground until you see the full thing. Cause God doesn't want us to live in partial breakthrough or partial victory. We're called to walk in the whole thing. Come on. That's a good word. So um, mm-hmm. before we end, I just wanted to know if you wanted just to um, pray over our listeners, just to help to unlock their yeah. prophetic voices. Yeah, sure. Father, I just, I thank you for tonight, Lord. I thank you uh, for the people watching and those who watch the replay. And Father, tonight, I just, um, I come and I just prophetically, God, I just unlock their voices. Um, Father, I break uh, the spirit of intimidation. I break the spirit of fear off um, their voices. Lord, I just pray in this season, God, that they would begin to discover uh, who they are in you and their purpose and their identity. And God, that you have given them a voice, that their voice matters. And I pray that you would break uh, just every lie of the enemy concerning their voice and uh, in places, God, where they've been um, not heard before. God, that you're going to begin to give them platforms. You're going to begin to give them influence. Father, you're going to begin to give them dreams and fresh revelation to release um, to those around them. And so, Father, I just pray um, just for a spirit of boldness as well to come upon them just to release um, your heart, um, dreams, God, you know, whatever it is that, that um, you have put on their heart. And um, maybe in, in past seasons, God, where they've struggled or they've allowed fear to, uh, to muzzle them, Father, I just break every muzzle off, um, every place where they've been muzzled, even um, that religious spirit, even in churches, God, where they've been muzzled. God, I just pray um, just for a fresh uh, boldness to come upon them, God, that they would prophesy, that they would release um, what you have put upon their heart, God. I thank you that you're anointing them um, anew and afresh in this season, God, that you, I just release fire on their voices right now, God, even, I just even feel like some of you are going to feel fire on your lips. And so, Father, I thank you that you're purifying, God, that you're um, releasing fire over your prophetic people in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And if you guys have not had a chance to um, to actually hear Madeline's word about March, um, you should definitely go. You can go to prophetmj.com and you can hear it or you could go on Facebook. It's on um, it's on her mm-hmm. Facebook. I'm definitely going to share it after the broadcast. Awesome. Um, but if you want to just kind of just give a, a just a little sneak little bite of what March is about. Yeah, I was. I need to write a blog about it. So you about do, it. But, uh, yeah. But I heard um, when I woke up Sunday, um, and not that I always get a word, you know, every for every month. But I, I looked at my calendar, and I heard momentum March, and so this is really things are going to begin, you know, to pick up. And I feel like, um, you know, a lot of you have been kind of in some turbulence, and you know, I'm Lisa, you know, in the natural, usually March in the natural is a time of turbulence. There's a clashing of systems and storms and so um, but god he's calling us to to come up higher you know to rise above the turbulence and uh, you know where things have been delayed where things have been hindered um you know there's a momentum so we have to catch god's current you know in this season to be led by his spirit and you're really going to begin to see things you know break open that breakthrough 
is really going to begin to manifest in different um, measures throughout the year. But really, um, where things have kind of been like in this holding pattern and this stuck pattern, things are really going to begin to pick up in the momentum and you got to get in the current, you know, get, get in uh, with the Lord. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. So this is going to be a momentous march. So you guys yes. definitely want to go and uh, check out Madeline James. You want to go find her on Facebook. You can go to Prophet MJ. Also, you want to go and get her latest book, Unlocking Your Prophetic Voice, which has a forward written by the very awesome and talented and uber awesome, uh, I'll say awesome twice, Debbie Kitterman, who we love yes. because uh, Debbie, of course, is going to be joining me this year along with Melody Posh, Kelly McCann, and we are going to be doing our daddy's girl which is going to be may 15th 16th and 17th here in new jersey we are going to be talking about following the fire which we kind of spoke about where we have to go in and we are going to get anything that we don't need is going to be gone at this trust me this is this is on papa's heart and we're going to help you to find your voice so that's something so it's kind of all all kind of goes together, but um, but this has been awesome, and I really truly enjoy I enjoy your uh, the different um, um, posts that you put out, your writings. Um, the, the you know um, Madeline also has incredible dreams where God has just given her some insight. So you definitely want to go follow her. You want to go to her website, and you definitely want to. Uh, I don't know if you have a sign up for people who want to get on your mailing list, but. Um, that might be that is coming. See, we're prophesying. We're prophesying yes. into that. <laughs> we're prophesying into those things, you know. So, um, but thank you so much, Madeline, for coming on Touch by Prayer. This thank has been a joy. I would love for you to come back and uh we'll we'll talk about there's so many things that we could talk about. So yeah, sure thing. we could definitely do that. So thank you guys for tuning in. I hope this has blessed you. If it has, please share with your friends. If you are a lady and you're interested in coming out to a conference that is unlike anything else, come and check out daddy's girl may 15 16th and 17th here on the jersey shore it is going to be fire yeah it's gonna be so fun so check out madeline james thank you guys remember to go out and touch someone god bless and good night